Hey, welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective podcast. In this podcast, Alex gives his perspective on what is going on in the world. It is his mission to bring the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. We hope you enjoy. Okay, it's going to be an interesting program because I'm going to treat this like a high school biology class. Get your rubber gloves. Get your scalpels. Get your handy wipes and a trash can, some extra tracks bags. Not in the Dexter sense, but we're going to dissect us a generation zier. We're going to get into the mind of a Generation Zer, you know, Generation Zers. I, well, I play this for you all the time. Oh my, heavy times, everybody's angry, living lives, and you broke, joke, woke, broke, think you're gonna save the day. about what you say So you scream Oh please look at me Living through an iPhone TikTok dream Rate me, date me, great me, pay me Begging for attention Boo-hoo, you gone out of your damn mind Kid, nobody cares about what you do Wanna play the victim Wanna be the hero Looking like a miserable, confused weirdo Think you gotta figure it out for everybody else When you don't even know yourself All your selfies ain't no revolution They're slowing down our evolution I suppose I need to apologize And if I don't, you hope and wish I'd die Oh, cool, another rule Made up by teenage rebel Who loves big tech, big farm, big gut, big loss Gonna talk about it on their new blog You've gone out of your damn mind, kid Nobody cares about what you want Check you, getting your opinion approved by some desperate, faceless, nameless, brainless, and turn right up for the fake news. Hey, you're out of your damn mind. Nobody cares about what they say. Think you got a choice? Think it's something special in the corporate white noise? Tweet this, post that, gram this, talk that, swipe left, tap here, to this, not that. You think that they're on your side? They only share what they decide. You're just part of the corruption that's peddling crap for mass consumption. Oh, jeez, you labeled me. Your tolerance is so extreme. Which one do I get to be? A fascist bigot or a Nazi? You're out of your damn mind, kid. I don't care about what you think Oh my, heavy times Everybody's angry, living lives And you broke your woke, woke Think you're gonna save the day You've gone out of your damn mind, kids Nobody cares about what you say You've gone out of your damn mind, kid Nobody cares about what you say Damn, man.
worries about what you say. Now, I know when you watch that, it scares the hell out of you. And you're thinking, oh, my God, what have our kids, our grandkids turned into? Well, after I gave you that Z-really bugs and nothing Z-flesh, I'm going to introduce you to the total opposite end of the Z-spectrum. Z on the right end, meaning on the ass end of all that wild-ass crap, we're going to get all the way to the other end of the Z at the end of it where they've got their head on straight. That's what we're going to be talking about in this program. Share this program right now, folks. Let's get started. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional, socialist, snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. He's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey, folks, welcome to Cut the Crap. Who would intentionally name their program crap? Well, I would, because crap is merely an acronym that stands for culture, race, and American politics. For I believe when you mix culture, race, and American politics, it is a soup, a secular arsenic-based soup for suicide of a great nation. Well, we're going to bring you a stone that emits fire Yeah, imagine a stone that you can lob it in the midst of a bunch of these, and it will bring the fire. I'm going to introduce you to Alex Stone. Think Roger Stone and peel back the years and the years. Wait, and the years and the years and the years. I'm going by decades in the year. Well, you know what I mean. And we're going to bring you some young stone. Please welcome to the program, Alex Stone. Hey, Alex, how you doing? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. I, you know, I'm excited. You're hilarious. I love your show, <laughs> Cut the Crap. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And you know that video that you played about Generation Z. It, you know, it's exactly right. And what we need to do in Generation Z is cut the crap. You know, all you of those things that you saw, all of those things that you saw, those clips that you showed. Um, it's because there is so much crap. There's so much garbage that is show, being shown to my generation all over the place, whether it be in the school system, whether it be on places like TikTok or Instagram, or, or even from their parents. Uh, it is time that we cut the crap on the socialist agenda, the communist agenda that is being indoctrinated into my generation right here, right now, today. You better right believe now. it, but let me ask you a question. You're just 20. What are you, a retard? I can imagine <laughs> what they say about you. What the hell's wrong with you? Are you like a special needs child? How can you have conservative views? What the hell's wrong with you? 
Well, so I, you know, being being friends with Roger Stone, I'm I'm his quote adopted nephew. It's a long story, but we kind of run with it. Uh, being friends with Roger, being friends with General Flynn, and and all of these amazing patriots. Um, there's been a guy. His name is Jim Stewartson, who has really come attacking me uh, because he's attacked Flynn and he's attacked Roger, and he's basically said that I'm being indoctrinated into a QAnon mind cult. Uh, with a bunch of Russian propaganda, and that I'm becoming a neo-Nazi, and, and and all of this garbage. So uh, I don't I don't hear that I'm retarded. I just hear that I'm being brainwashed. And quite frankly, I'm okay with it because who is, who is this guy? I mean, what get. kind of basis does he have to? Uh, let's just dissect him for a moment before we dissect your young Z mine. Who is that guy? What what does he do? What has he done in life? He is, quote, an anti-disinformation activist. And so he's made a, a documentary about General Flynn and how terrible and how how terrible of a traitor General Flynn is. Uh, and so because of that, he hates Roger. He hates anyone related uh, or associated with General Flynn or Roger. Uh, and by, you know, I'm a byproduct of that hatred because of being friends with Roger and you. General Flynn. You demons spawn you. I'm glad I have you here on the program. I, you know what? One of these days we should get uh, your buddy who loves you so much to talk about you, get him on the program, and and we'll just kind of see about this indoctrination and who's indoctrinated. Let's talk about you first. I know you're in that dreaded flyover country, yes. and you're the oldest of four? I'm the oldest of four, yes. That's correct. Okay. So you grew up in one of these wildly abusive households called conservative household, didn't you? Yes, it was wildly abusive. I grew up in a Christian home my whole life. I went to Christian school uh, for a short time. I was homeschooled, and it was the worst thing that I could ever experience because I actually learned something uh, as opposed to anyone who goes to a public school who doesn't learn anything except for LGBTQ propaganda, lies, garbage, nonsense. No, I, I had a great time growing up. Um, it was actually a very big blessing, you know, growing up the way that I did. It kind of formulated who I am today um, in, in, in 2024. Uh, you know, I was never really uh, going to get involved in politics. You know, I was, uh, quote, conservative because my parents were conservative. Um, I was a Christian. I, you know, um, said the sinner's prayer that every every sinner, every Christian kid says when they're about four, got baptized when I was six. You know, then kind of gone on my own way when I was in middle school. Uh, then April 6, 2018, I gave my life to Christ and he absolutely changed me. Uh, and so about a year after that, I started, you know, I started a Facebook page to share the gospel uh, and talk about God and talk about Jesus. And I called it a Stonewall's perspective. All right. Uh, and so it was kind of a little, you know, spin on my last name, Stone. Right. Given my perspective from a biblical worldview and what's going on in the world today. And so about a month after that, I started my show, A Stonewall's Perspective podcast, to go with it. It went seven episodes, and I stopped. Now, uh, hold on. Hold on, folks. Folks, I want to let you know. I can prove he's authentically a Generation Zer. A little, little difference. Hold up one hand for me, Alex. Hold up one hand. See, none of his fingers are orange. But he it. did start his podcast in his mom's basement. That is true. And I'm still doing it in my mom's basement. I'm still right here uh, in that. my mother's basement. I've kind of, you know, built my own studio behind me. Right. Uh, kind of, you know, similar to yours, similar to right. Roger Stone's as well. Um, but 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 going back to what I said is, you know, I, I stopped my show after seven episodes. But when COVID-19 happened, uh, I was bored in my mom's basement, had nothing better to do with my life and saw so much hopelessness. 
uh, saw just so much corruption and evil. And I said, I want to give people hope. Uh, and so because I had nothing to do with my life, uh, except for online schooling, I said, right. you know what, I'm going to start my podcast back up. Originally, like I said, it was called A Stonewall's Perspective. And so I started it, started only, only talking about Christianity and the gospel and things related to God. Then I started to begin to realize the corruption that is actually going on in the political scene. And so I started meeting in, uh, you know, different people, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Matt Couch. I went to an event of his and uh, then got connected with Clay Clark in 2021, started going to his events, Reawaken America tour, um, which really it, it opened wide a set of doors that I never could have opened on my own. You know, so I, let's, I believe- let's do a little bit of comparison real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, did you grow up on a plot of land because you said you were homeschooled a bit? Or are you in a regular neighborhood? I'm just in a regular neighborhood. Tell us about the kids you grew up with. Tell us about what it was all like before we all got locked down. Tell us what it is like now. Your guys are out of high school and college age, but now you're a hardcore conservative. How's that been right. for you? Yeah, no. So I, I grew up, I've, I've lived in two neighborhoods my whole life. Um, one of them, I lived there from, you know, when I was born to about third or fourth grade. And there weren't really many kids in the area. There were one or two. Um, and one of them happened to be um, actually going to the same Christian school that I had gone to from from kindergarten to third grade. Right. Um, so, you know, that was a nice connection to have in my neighborhood. Then in fourth grade, we moved to a new neighborhood. And when that happened, um, there was a lot of new kids. Most of them were conservative, um, but they didn't live, you know, kind of the quote, lifestyle that I should have lived as a Christian when I was growing up. Right. And so that kind of swayed me the wrong way. Um, you know, they had the same political beliefs, different spiritual beliefs, which which led me down a, a path of really just sin and darkness and doing my own thing. Um, meaning, but I meaning, never... meaning you drifted you drifted away from your foundation, you drifted away from your parents. Tell us about that a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really um I, I would say that I was a Christian, I would go to church. And I would right. act a completely total different way okay. um, when I was with my friends, right. um, when I was hanging out, when I was, you know, when I was in school, uh, back in the Christian school at when I went back in eighth grade. Um, so I just kind of shifted, you know, what I was doing in my life to something that wasn't what I was raised in. And so now, as you've been through this cycle and you've made your commitment to your faith, and now have made living out loud your commitment to your country. How has it affected the other generation Z's that you come in contact or have been in contact with you in your life? Well, it's been it's been tremendous. And you know, like I said at the beginning, is Christ changed my life on April 6, twenty eighteen. Um, just after living a life of sin and and, and a bunch of just ungodliness, um, I gave my life to Him, and He absolutely changed my life and. Really, I just had a mission to go tell people about the truth, okay? And so that's what I do with my show, um, and that's what I do. I'm, a, I'm actually a youth pastor as well um, in the North Kansas City area. Very and nice. So really, I just I just tell people the truth, and it impacts them uh, in a way that I never could have imagined. You know, I, so do you think um, ministry ministry is going to be your path? I mean, of course, your podcast is ministry. You're doing it mm-hmm. where you know, where two or more are gathered in His name, right? But mm-hmm. it is is that your ministry? Is that what you have planned for yourself? 
Um, there's there's a lot of plans that I have for myself, actually. And, you know, ministry is one of them. I, I had a calling to go into the ministry when I was probably in ninth or 10th grade. And, you know, just God gave me a gift of preaching and speaking and teaching right. his word. Uh, and so I've been able to foster that and grow that. And then God gave me an opportunity uh, in, in May uh, last year to become a youth pastor um, at, at a local church in the North Kansas City area. Uh, and that's been phenomenal, just seeing how God is moving and working in those kids' life uh, because of how he's worked in my life. Um, and I just, I want to, you know, I, I say this at the beginning of every show that I do is I'm on a mission to spread the light of the gospel into every aspect of life, including the things that most Christians do not like to talk about, such as politics. Now, when, right. I'm, when I'm in my youth group, I don't talk much about politics. Um, I keep it more related to Jesus. Uh, but when I'm on my show, when I'm, you know, out at different speaking events, I talk about Christianity and I talk about politics as if they're one because they are one. You see are things one. like King David. You look at the story about Nehemiah. These people were politicians. They were kings. They were in the king's courts. Uh, they had political minds. The reality is that we need uh, Christians, godly people in office today to make a difference because we don't have that anymore. Why have we gotten to where we are today? Because we've had ungodly men, ungodly women go into office, become more corrupt as they go on, get more money as they go on, and then they leave corrupting the whole United States of America. Well, it's time that that stops. I've had many friends who are pastors, who are uh, very strong Christians who have run for office. Unfortunately, they haven't won. Uh, you know, people like Pastor Jackson Lawmeyer, who ran for Oklahoma gov or Oklahoma uh, senator, um, or or Pastor Mark Burns, who ran for uh, Congress, or Leon right. Benjamin. Uh, you know, so many godly men, and that's what we need. We need to promote uh, real godly men so that we can make a difference for our nation once again. A few questions. Let's go back to uh, Generation Z, but first, let's start with your family. Did you grow up in a family? that didn't follow the advice. You know, most families are told don't discuss, discuss religion and politics. And I think that's what set us up because we should have been discussing it at the dinner table. Was your family a family that could discuss religion and politics? Certainly. We, we, we certainly were. I, when I, I would go on drives with my dad quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, we would listen to Rush Limbaugh all the time. And now, hang on. Um, when you said you go drive with your dad, how do you mean? What do you mean? Was that part oh, of your... we, we would just go and, and, and hang out and, and go get food or whatever. And, okay. and and while we were driving, we would just we would listen to Rush Limbaugh or right. we would go on family vacation. He would always have Rush Limbaugh on. Right. And so I grew up, you know, hearing the voice of of, of America, Rush Limbaugh. Um, and so I, I really um, I, I, I knew who he was. I heard his voice, paid a little bit of attention and that kind of helped me grow up, you know, learning more about politics, being interested uh, in politics quite a bit after listening to him for so many years in the car. So let's talk about Gen Z and what you think. Who does the poisoning? Is it the parents that are poisoning their children? Is it schools that are poisoning the children? Or is it the media? that is poisoning the children. Which one of those is the most egregious offender that has the biggest hold on Zers? I think it is, well, I, I would say, first of all, it's a combination of all of those things. I'd say it's probably lesser the parents. I think there's many parents who are tired of this LGBTQ uh, transgender agenda, agenda nonsense. I think I think that moms, moms and dads are rising up against that, but there are still uh, parents who are 
you know, teaching these children these things. Uh, but I think the other two, the school system and the media are the thing that are playing the biggest part. Okay. And so what is my generation doing all the time all over the place? What do you think? What do you think we're doing, Devon? Social media crap. <laughs> yep. We are we are looking at social media. We are scrolling through TikTok. We are scrolling and, and we're seeing all of these lies and nonsense. And so I'm I'm sure you've heard of Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, a trans, yes, you know, transgender activist who goes on every day and and he goes, it's day 362 of being a girl. Guys, this is so great. I'm going That's to the right. White House today to talk to Joe Biden. And it's a bunch of garbage. And right. people my generation are seeing it and thinking, oh, my goodness, maybe I can be a girl, too. And that's a bunch of nonsense. Then there's another person. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's an absolute creep. Um, and, you know, he's a guy who puts on makeup has a full beard, dresses with right. a dress on, and he goes on TikTok and he says, hey, it's going to be okay. You are who you are and you can be who you are freely. If you're struggling right now, come talk to me on my Patreon page and as we can have a private conversation. Yeah, as and he it, creates his recruiting list. Exactly. And so he's bringing these people in and he is indoctrinating them and he is grooming them into an LGBTQ cult. And it's evil and disgusting and wicked. Okay. 20 exactly years ago, about. 20 years ago, it would not be okay for a 13 year old girl to get a double mastectomy because she just felt like it. You're exactly right. Got well, that's happening. Yeah, of course. As a 20-year-old, mm -hmm. in your memory, when was the first time, what age, that media presented to you that a dude could be a girl or a girl could be a guy? Do you remember when you first came across that imaging and messaging? Probably, I, I probably came across that imaging and messaging in 2020. Um, th that's when I started paying super, you know, close attention to what was actually going on. Uh, but th this is something that is is quite recent uh, th that has been indoctrinating my generation. And like I said, it's all over TikTok. And, and right. my generation is seeing it every single day all over the place. And, and it's time that we, you know, cut the crap on it. Okay. And, and so what I want, I want to give you something right now, um, talk about something, what the Thanks. what the liberals, what the Democrats, what the liberal communists are doing, George Soros, DNC, whatever. What they're doing is they have hired Generation Z TikTok influencers to go on places like TikTok and Instagram, promote their lies and propaganda every single day. They've paid them hundreds of thousands of dollars. They've given them offices in the White House. Uh, they've given them meetings with Joe Biden and uh, meetings with Barack Obama, given them all of these benefits so that they can go and promote their lies and propaganda. And it's reached, last I checked, which was uh, August, was they have reached 67 million people my age with their lies and nonsense. Well, it's been a few months since August. It is well over 100 million now that they have reached with their lies and propaganda. And it continues to grow and it continues to get bigger and it continues to get larger. And the conservative moving is doing nothing about it whatsoever. And so I've taken a stand and I've said, you know what, I'm going to be one of these people that is going to stand up against it and promote the truth every single day. Jovan, last year on my show, I, I released and recorded uh, I recorded and released 70 episodes on my show, The Alex Stone Show. And so when I started 
this year, I made a commitment to myself and to my audience and to God that I'm going to attempt to release 365 episodes every uh, uh, for one episode for every single day this year, because that is how important it is that my generation hears the truth, because scripture is very clear that the truth will set you free. The reality is that they aren't hearing the truth. They're hearing lies, propaganda, and BS every single day. But when they hear the truth, it will set them free. Absolutely. Let me ask you a question. Think back to all of your peers or all of your acquaintances, immediate friends or family. Has this trans sickness affected people around you where you actually now know of people that's out there that it it has now that cancer has creeped into their families? Yes, I, I have uh, two people that came to mind immediately. In kindergarten, I went to a small Christian school, uh, and there was this girl uh, that went there from kindergarten to about 10th or 11th grade. She was she grew up in a Christian home her whole life. She grew up going to this Christian school her whole life and, and heard all of the right things. Uh, but then she started hearing about this transgender ideology. And so about 10th grade or 11th grade, she decides she's going to leave the high school that we were going to where she was in a safe place. And she decided she's going to transition to a male. And that not only happened with her, it happened with her little sister. And that's happening uh, all over the place where one, it starts with one and then it goes to another in the family. That's that's happening all over the place. And I know these people personally, and it's so sad to see. On the flip side of this, there's a part of me that has to believe there are enough Generation Zs out there that see through this bullcrap, that really see that this is wrong, that you can't lop off some boy's penis and make him a girl or some girl's hooters and make her a boy, that it can't be done. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a hope of mine, but yeah. I don't have those people around me. I don't really right. know. What are you seeing on the ground? No, I, I, I certainly agree with you. I was at Turning Point USA America Fest uh, at the end of December, and I had the opportunity to talk with a lot of people. Um, and, and I believe that Generation Z is waking up. There were about thirteen or 14,000 people that were there uh, to hear the truth. Uh, and, you know, they're going out into their local communities and sharing that truth that they heard with all, uh, people all over the place. So I believe that Generation Z is waking up. I'm going to tell you a story uh, of someone that I've heard about. I don't know her personally, but I I would love to meet her. Her name is Chloe Cole. She transitioned when she was 13 years old uh, from a female to a male. Right. She realized shortly thereafter that that was the wrong decision. She got a double mastectomy. She realized that it was the wrong decision. Now she's a 20-year-old, and she's never going to be able to breastfeed her children right. when she has them. And there are detransitioners all over the place that are waking up to this nonsense and this garbage, and they're, they're ringing the bell saying, don't do this. Do not do this because it will ruin you forever. And, you know, uh, I think about the, the what is a woman movie where where uh Matt Walsh he went and interviewed uh detransitioners and they're saying they're ringing the same bell they're adults that are saying listen don't do this it's going to ruin your life it's going to corrupt your life forever it's not going to help you feel better about your life just because you think that you're going to have a better life because you switch your genitals or you switch you know whatever uh, uh testosterone for for estrogen whatever it's not going to change things 
It's going to make it worse. Your identity is going to fall further and further away from what it should be. And you are going to go into a deeper depression. And most people who, who transition, they end up killing themselves. That's just the reality. It's not, you know, anti-trans to say that. It's the reality. And we need to stop it. What do you think's behind it? few things. Some people will say it's just pure satanic. Some people would say it's basically a way to arrest as much procreation as it could be. Uh, some say it's just to kill God and the family unit. What do you think is behind the big push for that tranny movement other than getting it with Obama and Big Mike? I think it's quite a few things. Um, you know, first of all, I do think it is satanic. Um, I, you know, obviously I'm a big scripture guy. I'm a big Christian. Isaiah 520, it says, woe unto you who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And right now that's exactly what we see. You know, the Imago Dei, the image of God is in every single person. And if you are created, if you are born, you are exactly who God created you to be. He did not make a mistake whatsoever. Not a single chance. I have a good friend of mine. His name is Doug Billings. He's the host of The Right Side. Mm -hmm. His son, he has Down syndrome. Right. And he says this quite frequently. Doug says this on his show and, and at speeches that he makes. He, he says that if God came down to me personally and said, Doug, I'm going to change your son. I'm going to take away this extra chromosome from him. And you will be able to have a normal life with your son. Doug, every single time says that would not happen. I refuse because because his son, Michael, is created exactly the way that he should be. He has right. not made a mistake. God has not made a mistake. And these people who are transitioning themselves think that they are a mistake. They think they are a mistake. Well, they're not. It is a satanic agenda against the Imago Dei, the image of God that is in every single one of us that God created us with. A second thing, I believe that it is a, an agenda. I have this book over here, Socialism Under the Microscope by Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. And it is a socialistic tactic. It is a communistic tactic, actually, uh, to do things like this. And, and he gives a list. I'm trying to find this list. Uh, but he gives a list of 11 things that uh, socialists and uh, communistic societies want to implement in every single society. And the first thing that he or the, the third thing that he writes down in this book on page 93 of socialism under the microscope when he's talking about this. And it says the teaching of sexual deviance is one of these tactics that the Frankfurt school recommends to quiet a cultural revolution. Okay. So right now we have a quiet cultural revolution right. uh, with conservatism and they want to, they want to uh, continue to quiet it with the teaching of sexual deviance to children. Okay, this is one of their tactics. So I believe that it's a satanic thing, but I also think it's a globalistic, communistic, socialistic thing uh, that is being promoted all over the United States and, quite frankly, all of the all over the world. So I believe we're not. You know, 2020 was a wake up call for everybody. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I believe it was the greatest gift we were ever given. And here's how I mean that. You know. We're all made in the image of God. I believe that means we can create and we can destroy. Mm -hmm. I do believe that unlike biblical times when God may have talked to the prophets and the prophets go out, I think God's talking to every one of us now. And we're being put under an incredible test of that thing called free will. Mm -hmm. 
Are we going to step up ourselves? Are we worthy of this? Now, in that, I believe this is not only a battle of mankind and nations and the whole world's at it. I believe that for maybe the first in modern times ever, the veil between angel and demons, the fight that goes on that we don't see, that unseen fight, that veil is so thin it's almost peeking through. Where do you fall down on that? No, I, I certainly agree with you. Uh, you know, Ephesians chapter 6 talks about a spiritual war that we're in. Ephesians chapter 6, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers of rulers of darkness of this age. The, the reality is that this is a demonic warfare that we are in, and we have a choice. We, we have a choice to either go against it or go with it. You are either an enemy of God or you are a friend of God. I would rather be a friend of God and on God's team rather than being on the devil's team and be destroyed. Okay, uh, but we have a choice. We really do. And that choice is very clear. Good versus evil, light versus dark. And as Roger Stone says, the godly versus the godless. Right. Do you think we can win this battle? We do. I, I do. I do very, very, very clearly. Um, one of the things that I heard just the other day, I don't remember, I was listening to a pastor. I was talking about end times and um, a mentor of his was talking to him about this. And he said, just look at the last page. We win. All right. And the reality is that in Revelation, it talks about this in the book of Isaiah. It talks about this. Jeremiah, the prophets of the Old Testament talks about how Jesus wins in the end, that no matter what is going on today, uh, God is not up in heaven saying, oh my gosh, they stole the 2020 election. What am I going to do? He is not in heaven thinking, oh my goodness, these transgender children are, are, are being indoctrinated. What am I going to do? No, he has a plan. He's had a plan from the very beginning, and nothing will stop that plan from coming to fruition. God wins in the end. God wins in the end. God wins in the end. Where do you think we are in this process, looking at all the chaos, looking at all the battling, looking at all the crap news that's crapping in our craniums? Where are we are in this process? Um, to be to be honest with you, I, I don't really know. I'm not a big, you know, end times expert as, as, as many, many might be in this political conservative Christian movement. Mm-hmm. Um, all and, I know, and by the way, just for your edification, I'm not an end times guy either. I just see it mm-hmm. as a battle. We're either halfway yeah. through it, a quarter way through it, a third way through it, but I do not see it as end times. What, what, I, what I would say is Jesus made it very clear that before his coming, there will be birth pangs. You know, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, and there's going to be, you know, just sexual deviance. And Romans chapter one talks about this, how it goes from, you know, one thing to another, to another, to another. Uh, 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 it's a It's a downhill slide of progression of immorality, okay? And so what started as the LGBTQ movement, just, you know, wanting to, you know, be able to be partnered with each other turned into uh, legal marriage. And now we're in 2024, where it's not just legalized homosexuality, it's it's transgenderism garbage happening all over the place. So we have, we, we see this downhill progression very, very clearly. Um, and I believe that we are probably coming to the very end of that uh, in which we are about to experience some pretty bad things very, very soon. I agree. Question, as uh, you as a Christian, me as a Jew, yet a Messianic Jew, mm-hmm. I see the system, mm-hmm. the deep state, the bad guys, cabal, whatever you want to call it, 
is now ratcheting up the Jew-hating rhetoric, trying to further divide Jews and Christians, where there should not be a divide, saying the Jews are evil, the Jews are this, the Jews are destroying America. There can be evil of many kinds in all categories. Are you seeing this anti-Semitic rhetoric heat up in Generation Z? I am all over the place all the time. And so, you know, when when uh, Hamas attacked Israel, uh, there were so many, you know, pro-Palestine and, you know, uh, all of these pro-Palestine, uh, not riots, but protests all over the place at college campuses everywhere. Like, what, why are you supporting a, a movement of people that hates you, even though because of the fact that you're LGBTQ? Like right. if you went, if you went to, uh, if you went to the Middle East, you would not make any friends. You would die immediately because they would kill you because that's right. you're gay. That, that's just the reality. So I see that all over the place, all over the place, all the time, uh, on TikTok, on the news, everywhere. Uh, it's in my generation, and the reason why is because the only things that they are hearing is lies and propaganda on TikTok. Is it? A combination of parents not being involved and aware, of course, the inundation and crapping in the cranium of social media. But are many kids pursuing this or standing for Palestine from, you know, the mountains to the sea, whatever crap, just because they've bought into social signaling and it makes them look like they're on the right side? I think it's a little bit of that. I I would say this. I say this uh, quite a bit on my podcast. I say, as the church goes, so goes the nation. The reality is that the church is gone. The church has left the scene. Now, obviously, we know that there is a remnant church that is still fighting for truth and uh, teaching the principles and morality of God. Uh, But then there's also, uh, you know, one of these tactics that I have uh, listed and referred to in this book, Socialism Under the Microscope, uh, the seventh tactic says that um, the it says the emptying of churches by the promotion of secular humanism. So they've infiltrated the churches. When the infiltrate when the churches are infiltrated, it goes down into the family. When the family is infiltrated by lies and propaganda from the churches, it goes down into the children as well. And the reason why. Uh, there are families that are promoting this is because the church has failed to do its job to preach the gospel and tell the truth. We have churches now, I played clips of them on my program that are having transgender days, ones that are saying Jesus was transgender, all of this stuff that accept us all. When I see that, I see evil in the church. Have you seen that going on? I have. I, I actually... I was listening to a video yesterday uh, of a church that quoted the Sparkle Creed, where it refers to God as uh, a non-binary God. That's right. Who is all loving. It looks fabulous and, and purple. Yeah, you know, LGBTQ plus inclusive, um, a bunch of garbage. Okay, and so you know, I, I I see this all over the place in churches. I have a friend; his name is Bo Diddle, and Bo, what he does is he has a YouTube channel, and he goes to a bunch of different. Uh, secular LGBTQ churches, he goes in there and just asks questions. And for some reason, these questions make them really, really mad, and they kick him out because he's asking questions about their faith. Well, they have no defense for their faith because you can't find it anywhere in Scripture. They claim that it's there. They claim that they have you know, justification, but there is none. There is zero justification for anything that these people believe. 
It's a bunch of lies. It's a bunch of nonsense. And as I referred to in Romans 1, this is happening. This Romans 1 agenda is happening in the church today uh, in many churches all over the place. If you could give people three things that we should focus on in this year that we truly, truly have to put our hearts and souls into, what are those three things? Well, I would say the first thing, uh, of course, is put your faith and trust in Jesus. You know, many people are faithless. They're hopeless. They, you know, don't know what's going to happen. They're scared about what's going to happen tomorrow. My faith is in Jesus, okay? And because of that, I have hope for tomorrow. I have hope for a future, okay? Jesus, as it says in the book of Isaiah, he is the Prince of Peace. If you are dealing with a lack of peace or anxiety because of what's going to happen in 2024, place your faith in Jesus. And I promise you, it'll change everything about everything about everything. That's what happened to Roger Stone right before uh, uh, President Trump um, commuted his sentence uh, and gave him a full presidential pardon. He gave his life to Christ. What happened after that? President Trump pardoned him and God just totally changed his life, totally changed his heart, took all of the anxiety away. So put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Second of all, vote for President Donald J. Trump. I believe that President Trump is the most substantial president that the United States of America has had since Abraham Lincoln. I would say that there's probably a case that he's probably one of the best presidents, but he is most certainly one of the most substantial, that he actually got things done, despite the fact that the liberal leftist media was against him, that the United States Senate was against him, and that the U.S. Congress was against him, even when we had the majority. Vote for President Donald J. Trump. I believe that he is the last saving grace for the nation uh, as far as a man goes. So vote for President Donald J. Trump. Uh, and, and then the third thing is listen to Cut the Crap and listen to the Alex Stone Show. <laughs> Thank you. Quick question. Do you see, I see melanin America, meaning people with a little more melanin in their skin than you are. I see melanin America waking up, Americans that just have to have a, happen to have a few more pigments because all this hyphenating has divided us. I see even people that have considered themselves hardcore liberals waking up and people that have seen themselves as hardcore Democrats, which can be different than a liberal, waking up. Are you seeing people awaken as you go across the country? I am all the time. And, and, and you know, talking about melon in America, you're exactly right. When uh, I, I actually just interviewed a guy, his name is Stephen Davis. He's a Turning Point USA contributor. He's known as MAGA Hulk uh, because... He supports MAGA, supports President Trump. He has really large biceps, okay? <laughs> and so, so I was talking to him about this, and I said, so do you see the black community waking up and realizing that President Trump is the way to go and why? And he said yes, and, and the reason why is because President Trump has actually, actually did stuff to help the black community out. Uh, and you could go, you know, list by list of things that he did, you know, the First Step Act, the Platinum Plan, et cetera to help the black community because he actually cares before he ran for office. Every black person in the world loved Donald J. Trump. Every black celebrity loved Donald J. Trump. Then he runs for office. People claim he's a racist and people right. bought that and people believed it. Uh, and now they're realizing, Oh, president Trump actually isn't a racist. He actually didn't say anything racist ever. He's always told the truth uh, from the moment that he came onto the limelight as a businessman in New York, he's always been right about pretty much just about everything. Okay. 
so I do see that awakening uh, very, very clearly. Could you just imagine if he had support and cabinet support when he was in D.C., when he gets back in, if he truly, truly has support not undermined, how he could uh, yeah. be successful? No, I, I actually pointed that out on my show the other day is, you know, President Trump, he went into office with the expectation that the Republicans were for him and that they were going to help him and that the Democrats were against him. And, you know, I don't blame him for having that. He's never been involved in politics except for, you know, giving money to those who asked. Uh, but he had never run for office. So he went into Washington, D.C., expecting that Republicans were the good guys, the Democrats were the bad guys. And now, because he's no longer in office, he's been able to have four years to really understand who is who, who's right. the good guy, who's the bad guy. And I believe that he's going to have one of the greatest cabinets that the United States of America has ever had. Uh, I'm good friends with General Flynn. I believe he's going to be in there. Um, and General Flynn has told me on my show uh, on air, he said, Alex, I want to start a department of accountability and I'm going to hire you. So when that happens, I'm pulling that clip up and showing it to General Flynn to remind him. Absolutely. In closing, tell everybody where they can find you as we close the program. Well, first, I, I want to say thank you so much for having me on. It's, you know, I'm excited to be on your show. It, it's thank been you. fun. And, uh, you know, your show is hilarious. Uh, you. You're a very funny man, and, and, and I love your show. Uh, so thank you so much, first of all, for that. Thank you, uh, you can find me on X Stone J Alex. That is Stone J Alex. Uh, you know, I was, I had a bunch of momentum of two or three weeks ago. I had 6,000 followers. Now I have 14,000 followers. That mo momentum is kind of slowing down, but please help pick it back up again. I want to reach a hundred thousand followers by the end of the year. I believe that's a very easy goal to do. I know someone who got to a million, uh, in less than a year. Uh, and he started last year. Okay. Uh, so I believe that I can do that, get to a hundred thousand at the end of the year. Uh, then also follow me on Rumble, the Alex Stone Show, the Alex Stone Show. Uh, I'm giving you guys uh, shows every single day, interviews. I just released um, a show with Larry Schweikert, who uh, is an author, a very, very smart uh, historian who really gave a history of the United States of America with his book, A Patriot's History of the United States, and is just now releasing a book in about 10 days called A Patriot's History of Globalism. So go check that out at the Alex Stone Show on Rumble. Wonderful. Alex, I appreciate you coming on. It was a pleasure to talk to you further. Um, I admire you, your work, your spunk, getting after it, and we definitely need more like you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, sir. There you go, folks. You have uh, a distinct reason, right? Distinct reason to absolutely have hope for Generation Z. Sometimes I think about it and it scares me a little. But when you know there are leaders out there like Alex who have the ability, the skills, the acumen, and the wisdom and the gift to help change lives, you realize we can and we will get through this if we stick together, if we stay together, if we stand up and we shout out, and we focus on the end game, folks. We can win and we will win. I love you all. Take care. Show this program. Bye-bye. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The My Pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My Pillow 2.0. <gasps> 
When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature-regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of MyPillow. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code to save 50% on your MyPillow 2.0. Not only that, for a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. MyPillow.com Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.